Welcome everyone to the Esports Entrepreneurship Podcast. My name is Uzair and I'm accompanied by Dr. Leon, Dr. Harold Leon Sapphires, uh, owner of LS Esports and myself, owner of Esports How. Recome, both of us and an additional third who is not here today, but we typically come together to talk about our businesses and our professional lives and what we're working on and um, keeping each other accountable, providing advice, you know, just like a normal mastermind sort of get together kind of plays out and you get to be the fly in the wall listening to our conversations and le hopefully learning from, you know, the advice and interactions that we're having here. So with that said, I guess I could go first. Yeah, so 2022, this is, is this really the second week of 2022? That's hard to believe. Uh, kind of. This is technically our third show for 2022. Oh, wow. But... Actually, yeah, technically speaking. But I pretty much, I would say two weeks have kind of passed. The first, yeah, I agree with that. First week, I didn't get too much actual work done. And then the second week, I ended up getting sick by COVID. And then I ended up pretty much becoming bedridden for the entire week. And also just, you know, taking care of family. So I, I was pretty much like, okay, I got to... It's going to be really hard to do stuff. So that sucks because I actually took some... For one thing, I have like a lot of negative momentum going for me. I haven't got really any work done this entire year, and it's pretty pretty tragic. Um, and then also just... Yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate. And this week as well as the week I'm going to start getting to the mini MBA program. So that's going to eat up at least three days which is a lot of <laughs> days. So yeah, my, my year right now is not looking very, very good. Outside of that though, obviously having Blake on has been good. Haven't been able to engage too much with Blake recently because he's having some internet problems, which sucks. But we oh. had an event over the weekend. Obviously you were there. That one was actually surprisingly much larger than expected. Um, that was the largest event we've had by far. 13 people showed up at 11, if you exclude me and Blake. And that was actually really, really exciting. What was, what was your, your thoughts of it? Because I know you were there. Uh, we had a, we had more people than I expected. I actually took a moment where I was like looking up the number of people that could video call on discord. I thought the limit was 12. Uh, the limit now is apparently 25. I think they upgraded it at some point. That's good. Um, yeah, so, because I, I was worried. I'm like, if we're at capacity, I might, like, step out so we can get some, like, new people involved. But um glad I didn't have to because I really enjoyed the conversation. Um I got to add a few more people on, like, LinkedIn and other things. I even, like, took a few notes because I realized after the last one, like, a day later, I couldn't remember a lot of the people and, like, what they're working on. So I'm going to probably reach out to some of them. That's awesome. Um, this week yeah so you definitely got value out of it oh yeah i had a i had a really good time i definitely think it was it's worth the it was only an hour or two but the hour went really fast it went really fast yeah do you think everyone else kind of enjoyed it anything you think are worth is worth improving the outro for sure um the intro outro was kind of weak but outside of that any any thoughts um i mean i thought it was pretty good i think a lot of other people enjoyed it I, I, it felt like we had only like a few of us that did the majority of the talking, but I think that's actually pretty, pretty typical for events like that, especially when you get a lot of people. 
Um, when you get so many, it gets really hard for everyone to like join and really be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the one thing that caught me like slightly off guard, and I I didn't write it down. But I know one of your questions was something like, "How are you like maintaining your business during COVID?" Or something about to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that question didn't feel like. It, it didn't feel like a great question to ask just because some of the people there were like younger or inexperienced and they're like, I'm interested, but they're not doing anything yet. So a question like that kind of excludes them from conversation. That's fair. That is a fair point. I think but even... it's, uh-huh. as I say, it's really hard to predict what kind of people you're going to have there beforehand. When you have people like myself that have, you know, done a couple of things and I've been working for a while, even if my stuff is still like being felt out. Versus, yeah, people that are interested and they're just kind of like meeting and thinking about stuff still. Yeah, I think as we go forward, we're not going to be running any more general events, at least for the next while. So that should hopefully rectify that issue of like the questions. Because you're right, because it's really hard to pinpoint the right question. But if we had a theme like content creators, that is a lot easier to have a lot more relatable, specific questions. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Having, because this is, this was just a very general, like pretty much anybody could show up. They just had to have like found out about it and decided to be there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think focusing down will probably help like the conversation and stuff a lot more too. Yeah. Another thing mm-hmm. I've been thinking about actually recently, um, someone is actually telling me this, is that, I think moving forward, right now I know what the direction is. Right now I need to focus on actually expanding the blog content and then hopefully getting an event uh, done every week. So that is going to be a pretty big focus for Q1, Q2 of 2022. And within that, um, I think as we build out like this brand, what I need to do is basically build it up in a way where like we our, our final program should be like the program that people refer to like like if someone is like oh, I want to get a job in esports uh like his friend should be like hey have you checked out esports how I went through the program amazing got me a job like I learned so much it was so worth like like bu- basically building it as if it was a referral sort of machine um and making it just as high of a value point as possible I think that is so, totally the goal that I kind of want to go for. And I think, and I think keeping that perspective is a right angle to kind of look at it as, as like, it's so, so good that whenever anyone's thinking about getting a job in esports, everyone's referring them here. That is like the ideal, but that would be for the service per se, not specifically for the events. Obviously the events are more so a, a nurturing sort of a method to bring people in, provide a little bit of value, but also get to interact and engage and get them into a warm lead so I can eventually sell them off on that service yeah so i I think the the two questions that kind of come from that is how do you provide the value and how how do you incentivize people to i don't know what the the word is to refer you to each other yeah yeah so it would 100 um so what was your first question actually just to remind me. Uh, how how do you provide like enough value to people? Okay, yeah, which, I think which is really like a, 
I think, I guess, any business, that should be something you're asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at least for the service that I'd like to build out and what that referral like piece would be, the boot camp, it would just be cheap, fast, and, um, you know, efficient and effective. So it's cheap. It's much lower cost than universities. Like that is obviously the argument. Um, but also it were uh, like effective in the fact that we have the high quality material training people and then also getting actually getting them a job like that is like how you set up the program in a way where people are referring because the number one thing i've looked and i've been looking through reddit for boot camps and in relation to that the number one thing people say is when they get a job there <coughs> they're happy with the boot camp and when they don't they're not as happy and the obviously the only deficit and i'm not sorry another deficit that i've also seen is that when they're off when they're in the boot camp they're not able to spend time working so that is also a deficit in of itself but outside of those two if we can resolve the first one and make it like a don't pay anything or sort of a system with basically a guarantee for a job that is like the the direction to go and then uh, b setting it up where it's just as quick as possible. It's just as efficient as possible. And even setting up opportunities for people. And this is what I've always thought about is that if the bootcamp was set up in the way that I kind of want it to be, there would have to be a vetting process. And the people that don't pass the vetting process, they will have a like they they'll have a down sell where they can pay into some courses or some materials. And then they can learn this part time and then they can reapply. But they'll have that head start when they get into the program because that'll be very Great, because now they can work while they're doing that stuff. And at the same time, once they're in the program, it's like they're a lot more ahead and ready to just accelerate and go through the program quickly. In fact, I want to build the program in a way where people aren't moving at the same pace. Like I can't really give you the find deadline. And I've kind of thought about how strategically this would be set up. And just to long story short, it would be uh, testing basically every single day um on material again and again and again but the tests aren't a way to evaluate or to grade you and compare you to everyone else and to give you a mark it is instead to evaluate your understanding of the material what material needs to be readdressed and in more detail and that way we can cover material in very high level and only if you don't understand it do we spend time going into that and that makes it so much more efficient as well as like making sure that you're actually understanding the material and we're not just testing you then moving on so like there's so many pieces that I kind of have in mind, but right now we just need people coming in, capital coming in and uh, just those ideas kind of flourishing out. So like when I get to the point of building it out, it is a massive adventure and it has to be and I have to really break it into the smaller essential pieces before doing anything as crazy as I kind of outlined there. But that is like the end goal sort of ideal. I, I actually I got stuck on this a little bit. I like your your way of thinking when you were explaining this at the beginning because I asked like what value you're gonna add, and then you started off by saying, "Well, people, th this is what the consumers would want." By saying, "Oh, well, they'll really like it if they have a job; they won't if they don't." Right. So I I guess I probably phrased the question like in probably the way I think most people would have actually phrased the question is what is the business doing? And instead you thought of it from a way of, well, what does the consumer want? I was kind of impressed with that. I got stuck on that. Sorry. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's going to be interesting though, building up to that point, because like I was mentioning, 
I think what we're going to do is maybe Q3. We're going to like it's going to be small modules. So maybe we do one on one coaching and that's the direction we go. Oh, we start building out courses and start building out those materials. And then maybe we expand to eventually once that's working well, like a resume review sort of workshop or maybe it's like an interview practice sort of um, service. Like we're going to have to add small services that eventually bleed into this boot camp sort of. Uh, venture and that at that point I would also assume um, based on how the business is currently doing we might look for some early seed investors as well in relation to the boot camp um, so that would be a, an interesting sort of situation as well because the way I'm kind of looking at it is that we probably would want some capital to automate it and maybe we don't maybe we don't automate it at the start we manualize it but it's going to be a lot of overhead so uh, long story short, there's a lot of thinking left to do. But right now I need to focus back on the doing because I'm so tired of thinking and resting. So what what is it then that needs doing at this point? Right now, the book is still not complete, which is tragic and dreadful. And honestly, I don't even care about the book anymore. I just want to, I just need to get that that done and once that is done we'll hopefully have the marketing launch so i know you're aware of these guys i don't know if you remember the date but um rec and their keyboard yeah. their their crowdfunding launch will be the following week so next that week i'll be doing a lot of promotion for dumb even promoting them on the server here but then uh, the following week i was hoping the idea was the following week would be the book launch so I need to get the book done this week so that next week I could work on the marketing material and then the following week do that um, launch and kind of try to get as many people on as possible. It kind of screwed over my planning though because I was hoping to get it done last week and then actually end up um, doing a bunch of calls today, this week and next week with people on the server just calling them, checking in and then also asking them, hey, you know, I'm launching this book it's only 99 cents. I'd love if you would purchase it and maybe even if you're interested at all at a small review really help for the launch. In fact, did you do it exactly at this date at this time? Because that's going to be the most effective. Um, I've had a few calls with people and everyone I've asked has been very open to being like, yeah, sure. Doesn't matter. Just uh, tell me the time and happy to do it. But now I'm going to be in a position. It's going to be a lot harder to schedule on those calls with the time constraints, but we'll see what happens. That sounds good. Um, I know you've been you've been sick a bit recently. Are you starting to feel any better? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm still a little bit sick, but for the most part, just mostly better. It's just oh, oh shoot! I just remembered too. I have the mini NBA stuff next week, so yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a hell of a week. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, in terms of sickness, feeling better for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, it, and it still stands if you want me to, like, read over that last chapter. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know when it's in a good form and I can go through that for you. Awesome. Appreciate it. How's stuff going on your end? Um, things are, things are doing okay. I feel like I haven't done a whole lot. Um, I actually had a really, like, very obvious, like, feel very stupid for not coming up with a sooner thought. Where I've been, like, planning the podcast, and I was like, oh, well, I need to get one person recorded each week to, like, build up that buffer. 
and I don't know why I didn't think about it. I could have just recorded like four conversations in one week and then my buffer's done. I don't need to be treating this like I normally would, trying to aim for one week. Mm-hmm. So um, I might try reaching out to a few people um, and try to get a few of them done this week. And that means I could actually like move on to like, I don't know what else I'd have to do is actually getting, I don't know if I had to come up with like a logo or something, but I don't even have a name. I've just been calling it the untitled podcast. So oh, no. that, that actually, I'm afraid that name is actually going to stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's but my, <laughs> I couldn't think of a name. So it's officially the untitled podcast. Yeah. That's what I, I, I did with, uh, fierce. He wanted me to call him fierce during the interview. Um, I, this is the Untitled Gaming Podcast, and I've just kind of been sticking on, like, that's actually not too bad of a name. But, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. um, but my, my Tuesday show, actually, I had a, a really good time on. This week and last week, we ended up getting a lot of the, um, the kind of group, like, the community of streamers I had, like, gathered when I was doing, like, political stuff. Which some of them are still doing, like, political streams, but some of them have, like moved on to other things so i got to like catch up with some of them and find out what they've been doing which is still really cool um so i've got like one guy i want to say he lived in like denmark but he's living in u.s for a year to work so now a bunch of us are deciding if we could all get together in like new york or something at some point and actually like meet these people i've networked with for a few years and somebody else he he was like a world of warcraft pro for a while like, he actually ran, like, a pretty, like, major tournaments for Classic. Wow. But he's doing, like, NFT stuff now. Um, so, yeah, that actually felt really good to get to, like, to connect to some of those people. So I might reach out to some of them for the interview and see what they've been doing. Um, but, yeah, I think that's mostly it. Um, I'm going to reply... Because um, last week I came to the show... No, it was before we started, but I was a little late to our meeting time because um, I had that one consultation. So I'm going to email them back um, with a price after this and see how that goes. The other one I need to figure out. Oh, this is maybe we could actually discuss this because this is what I was trying to figure out is when when is it appropriate to talk about like money and things with other people? I don't know if that's something like you want to like initially like before the first meeting you want to like have a price set and everything or if you want to take like a first meeting to get to know each other mm-hmm. that feels like the professional courtesy but that also feels like the way to spend an hour and not get paid okay so there's a few ways you can kind of have that and set that up right so <laughs> like so so there's a few a few schools of thoughts around this so like one would be the way i've traditionally done it or i usually have an initial discovery call right where i'm understanding the prospect and what they want and what the goal is um for them and as during that i also do a little q a so they do get a little bit of uh, questions answered Uh, and through that i am able to determine exactly the service i'm going to provide them so i don't have a pricing in that discovery call because I don't have an actual pricing for and like they don't even know what exactly they're hoping to gain from this opportunity. We're just understanding their wants, their desires. And then the follow up call, I'd actually be able to say, 
I think this would be perfect for you. We can set up XYZ item. Um, we'll do it like I'll get this set up and that set up and that set up. And this is what you'll get. This is the opportunity, the outcome that, you know, we'll be building together. Um, and then once that's kind of understood, then kind of sharing what the, the pricing would look on that opportunity, and that follow up call. Right. But at, at the same time, if a call is strictly consulting, uh, if you're not wanting to do free consulting, then the way and I mean, why would you want to do free consulting? Although I've done a lot of it um, is you you would just charge before the call starts just saying, you know, uh, 15 or not $15, maybe $50 or whatever your pricing is per hour. And then you just say, hey, um, you know, just pay the price and then we'll jump on a call for an hour. I'll answer all the questions that you had. Just be prepared so you can be efficient with your time. And then just hammering through questions, not really understanding what they want or what they're doing and just, um, you know, and that, that that's, that's one way or that's another way you can kind of set that up. Or if you already have the services, like let's say it's not a consulting per se, but it's more so like a closing them on the opportunity, but the opportunity is kind of set. Like I, I went through this call this morning actually. So basically I was buying into this guy's like a, it's like a, a 2.5 K sort of um, year long program that he's running. Uh, about mm. like business development and whatnot and he basically took me on a call and this morning he was just figuring out what issues uh, do I potentially have with their service what can I um, things do I have that I'm not sure about or things that might make me hesitant from being closed and then as I bring out those questions he's basically his point would be to deflect them and I break this close them and then at the end of that call share the pricing or if not the I, I mean in that case I already knew the pricing but in case that uh, it wasn't publicly listed then it would be uh, during that call at the end of it after removing all um, reasons in fact a mentor of mine kind of told me this too is um, the best way to do it uh, the, you, you never want to ask for the sale until you've basically taken out every single um, reason why they might say no so then when you ask for the sale you basically just stay silent because they have nothing else to say and the first person to speak loses essentially uh it's kind of an interesting phenomenon um so but does that make sense i know i'm going all over the place with that i yeah i think so i was typing out some some notes during that um i definitely like the idea of just a call initially just to figure out like what everybody's on the page because i'd feel awful if i like set up something and thought we like had something and then the first meeting realized like oh I misunderstood them. I actually can't like provide any like real consultation or value to them. Um, so like a discovery call, I think sounds like a really good way to do things. Um, yeah. Hmm. And that, that way as well, because the biggest thing about sales um, is understanding the prospect and what they really want and what their desires are. That's like the number one uh, mistake by salesmen is trying to sell without knowing what the other person wants so yeah 100 percent. it's a smart way to go about it. it's taking that time and actually truly understanding your customer okay um okay i'll follow up i'll follow up with that then the other thing i might ask which i probably wouldn't ask you to actually answer like on this podcast is like how much you charge if that's something you'd even be willing to like share, that might be better for like a DM. But. Um, I, I think I did like, 
I know I started off $15 an hour. So I told you how I kind of broke it down is that I've listed out the actual services and then the hours associated and then I'd put hours attached to it. Then I'd actually send off that file to the the client, right? And like 24 hours before and then jump on a call the, the hour time, the time of so we can kind of go through it. You could send it 12 hours before too if you really want it. The specifics doesn't matter as long as it's not too, too early. Like there's that proximity between when you send it off in the call. But then I think eventually, I think I might've moved it up to $20 or $25 an hour once I got my certification as a agile project manager. So, um, so yeah, I think it was anywhere between 20 to $25. Something I've come to realize now that I didn't really initially realize is as a contractor, you can charge a lot more. Um, and also something I've also recently learned is and someone is breaking down the numbers on a, a video, but you can make a lot more money if you're not relating your outcome to the hours and instead just pricing each item individually. Um, so like not saying this will take three hours and if I'm charging $25 an hour, uh, it will be $75. Maybe that's just a individual item and then you charge it um, its own arbitrary price based on its actual value. So that's all stuff to think about, but I would probably go for, depending on how big of the items you're working on, um, $20-$25 uh, per hour was isn't uh, really unreasonable in my perspective. Okay. Oh God, okay. I misclicked something on the Word document. Take notes on. Sorry, it started talking to me. Oh. <laughs> Do you have Speechify? Uh, no. I tried to. I miss. I thought I misspelled something, so I tried clicking on it to get it to like correct, and instead it decided it was going to spell the word out for me, which I didn't know it could actually do. Yeah, I had no idea. All right, it's weird. Um, but yeah, so I've got that going. Um, I'm trying to figure out with the, the Tuesday talk show, um, because I'm getting a few, our past, like actually like four or five shows, we've uh, had like Twitch partners on. Mm. I don't know if these are people that are like making enough that it's like their full time, like career on Twitch, but figuring out how to grow and keep getting bigger people on. Because getting, like, a few people that, like, don't ever, like, stream or don't have a lot of, like, following and stuff doesn't actually provide too much value. Yeah, and again, this comes back to, I need to network better. Yeah, it's also... Which was which, my big thing on the, the meeting yesterday. Yeah, I know this, um, and individual she's really good at networking and i know her career kind of blew up because of it um but but the biggest thing is always kind of having value that you can kind of add to another person right like that is that's the best way to sort of network and also um even expand the the podcast right is like if if you can be able to provide a value just by being on the podcast like if they had something to gain per se that is obviously um, a big jump, but obviously, 
but also just having relationships. And I think a lot of the times you can get them from just going to good events and just interacting there as well. But, but yeah, no, you're right. If you can get those net relationships and then pull them on, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I found, um, especially since the, the Tuesday show is working with content creators, my interview isn't, I probably will like talk to content creators, but content creators are their own like weird, like niche kind of thing where any like, I, I don't see a lot of like networking opportunities. And when I do, it's usually like everybody wants to like plug their own thing and expect people to go. It's actually really hard to find people that like want to talk and actually like figure out stuff and grow together. There, there's a very, um, I don't want to use the word inappropriate, but it's not a very like healthy mindset for people that are kind of like working in that kind of occupation. I think, I don't know if it's trying to like get big fast kind of thing or what. Yeah. I think it's desperation, right? Like a lot of these people don't know what, how to build their, their content, right? So that they're desperately posting it everywhere. And then they see, Oh look, one person jumped on two people jumped on. This is so cool. Right. I remember, because I'm part of um, another community thing where the, a lot of people there are trying to be content creators. And a lot of people get um, kind of tripped over the fact that when they post like a YouTube video on like Reddit or whatever, they get like 10, 15, 70, 100, you know, something along those lines views versus when they don't post it. And then they become super like religious about posting it there and making sure they get every additional person looking at it as possible. When the reality is they should have been, they should just be focused on the big thing that's going to bring them traffic. And a lot of times it's the content platform itself, like in their case, YouTube, for example. Right. So that's usually a misplay because you're too focused on the small stuff and wasting time there when you could be focused on the actual big ROI thing. And I can say this for sure. When I started blogging, I started, I did the same thing, um, especially with Reddit. And I would actually artificially, um, bump up my post on reddit on r slash esports i would go to i forgot the free karma one and i'll tell everyone hey upvote my post so i can get some initial page views right and it, it was so dumb it, it was such a dumb dumb strategy and the, nowadays like i'm getting more in three days than i ever would have got when i've spent hours trying to promote push and promote stuff on like reddit and stuff so yeah long story short it is desperation yeah, I ended up, um, I still, everyone, I'm not going to be consistent, but I do post on, like, EFUs, like, manually every once in a while. I posted, that, it was literally a week ago, so I think, I probably posted it after our last show. I just went on EFUs and asked if there's anybody on the site that does more than just advertising their streams. And every reply was something related to, yeah, that's all people do on here. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I had one person's like, what else are do we, like, use eFuse for? Like, there are people on the platform that think that's the only thing it's supposed to be used for. I had one person said they're thinking the same thing. Another person that's like, oh, well, it didn't used to be this bad. But, yeah, that's all it's turned into. Yeah. And I think, like, some sites like eFuse probably do have some opportunity to them. But I think it's... It's difficult to figure out what is the right way to kind of like use these systems to your favor. And that's not just eViews. I mean, you could use that for any like system for like promotion. But like eViews. 
yeah, I would have liked Efuse to be more professional, but it's not, and I don't see any way for it to get back to that at this point. Yeah, I see the post you're talking about. But, yeah, no, Efuse, I don't know what they're doing at the company. I, I recently got an email that they're, like, doing some new expansion event. I, I, I truly don't understand what, what what they're doing with their money. It's like they're, like... It's like they have a social media platform, but they're doing this and this and this and this. It's like, okay, geez. Um, it's like just pick something and do it well. Nope. It doesn't look like that. Yeah. I, I've, I was on like an email list for them. It's like every time I got an email, it's talking about they got more money. They got these big sponsors, like big things. I'm like, that's really cool. And I don't see anything. Like I'm actually looking at one of the, the uh, posts, one of the comments on there that I hyped up. Looking at it now, it has negative one hype. There's no dislike button. How does it have negative one? Huh. I don't. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel like there's so many like opportunities for things and it's really easy to like try to like figure everything out. And I don't know if it's better to do like like to spend more time like i feel like i spend a lot of time through like linkedin and stuff looking but not enough time actually like posting and commenting but that's i mean that's kind of what social media is like meant to do right it's meant to just keep you on the site which it's doing a pretty good job for me mm. yeah it's it's interesting to say the least but yeah no i'm not I'm not super satisfied with how Efuse uh, is set up, but in terms of your LinkedIn thing that you're mentioning, yeah, there's there needs to be a balance between posts. I mean, I guess if you're not trying to grow on e LinkedIn, right? But I, I think just consumption and then working, there has to be that balance for sure. Yeah, I noticed with LinkedIn because I I'm I'm getting people that I'm getting like people adding me like every day, so my network's growing. I'm actually probably by next next time we meet, I'll be above 500, which at that point it stops like automatically showing the number of people just as 500 plus. Yeah, anyone below 500 plus kind of sucks. So, oh wow, okay, <laughs> I need eight more. No, I'm surprised I have so little bit. I, I swore I swore I had more than 1300. Like so much, yeah. And most most of these people, these connections, I never talk to. I have no idea who they are. Yeah, like I see them, I read them. If it doesn't look like an automatic bot, I'm like, okay, sure. Which they they have botted me. I think bots. I don't know. It, they're either bots or people just trying to like sell me NFTs, mm. which kind of sucks. But trying to buy some NFTs. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not trying to buy any NFTs. I've already got stock investments. I don't want anything else. Thank you. Are those turning out well for you? Um, I mean, I made some money from them last year. Nice. <sighs> I did get into figuring out what to do with the capital I kind of have. But definitely not going to be stocks. It's too risky. I mean, that's, that's totally fair. The biggest problem I had is I do a lot of tech stuff and tech has suffered um, the past like month and two, mm. which I'm not like concerned for. It's just kind of like I'm holding my hands, waiting for stuff to get better. 
Any, any I'm trying to think. I major gone? problems you're running into right now? Don't. I, d I don't really think so. I'm still, I guess, probably trying to figure out what to do. I need to go ahead and I should at least get like to try to get the four four total. I've got one podcast things recorded this week. That way, by next Sunday, I can either have one on YouTube, at least on YouTube, or getting ready to. Mm, that's good. But yeah, aside from that, I am. I don't know. My my sleep schedule is a little bit better than last week. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. That's good. Yeah, your sleep is so important. Spe speaking of which, my schedule is all messed up too. <laughs> this COVID thing has really screwed me over. I mean, I was kind of screwing myself over the week before, but COVID is just like a nail in the coffin. It's like ah, uh... but yeah, next week. Um, next week will be my week. At least I don't really have a choice because I've got the mini NBA stuff and the deadline coming up. I just <laughs> I keep saying this. It like drives me insane, but I can't wait for this book to get done. Um, I hate the book too. It's so long and like disgusting and like the wording could have been a lot better all across the board, but it's like the content's good, but it's like, come on. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel with it anymore. I just want to get it out of my hair. So, well, okay. So how much, how, how, what can you, have you like listed out what things you need to get done for it to be able to press that send button and be done with it? Uh, yeah, for the most part, pretty much have that clarity, which is just, I could, okay. So here's an option that I have is that I've been actually bred over the book in a long time. I could just give it a full like read over, but that would take time. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't know if, if you want to do that because if if you go back and do it now, which you you you've gone through this material so many times, you're gonna want to do even more edits, which is not what you probably need to be doing right now. That's a good point. It's like I hundred percent. I know if I read through it, I hundred percent can improve it um, because I started doing a read over on the preface and I was like, okay, this is weird. Why am I repeating myself or this didn't really flow properly. So, and I, that was only through the preface and the preface is pretty short. So, um, preface and prologue that I noticed those. So I think you're right. I probably should just avoid it. Probably should accept the fact that the book is long. I think the content's okay, but the writing isn't the ideal and just kind of accept that as reality. Maybe in the future, I will rewrite the book and make it a bridge version. That's what I've been thinking about. Or maybe in the future, I'll make an audio version. And when I make the audio version, because I'm going to go through it line by line anyways, if there's any edits, then I'll make those edits there as well. Um, and then maybe call it a day there. But yeah, you're right. Okay, so I appreciate that. I won't read it over. I mean, I, there's no I, time to do that yeah, anyways. Yeah, the, the one thing I actually was thinking about too is if you even want me to read through the summoner chapter when it's done. Because it is a long chapter, and that I, I me running through it would be adding even more work. I mean, I, I think I I think I'd still appreciate that because it would be at least like okay. your edits were very helpful, and it, at least it gives me that assurance that someone else has read it and at least competently has understood it. Um, so like it made sense. So that's that's a, that's a big reassurance that I've kind of had throughout the book is at the very least I read it and you've read it. So like there's at least that like okay it makes somewhat sense if you can kind of understand it. Okay. Um 
How many how many other things do you have to do besides the summoner chapter then? Um, I want to. There's some final notes to be edited for forging your signature weapon, which shouldn't be too long. Dominating your route, and then assassin. And then once those three are done as well, and the summoner is done, the formatting is mostly done. What needs to happen at that point is I need to take every single file, put it all into one file. That should take about 30 minutes to do. And then once that's all in a single file, then exporting that to a Word document and then making final actual adjustments on the Word document. That should be another 30, 45 minutes. And then adding the images, which it drives me insane. I'm so dumb. The way I've, I don't know if I mentioned this, the way I've mailed the, built the images, because they're normal page sizes and a book isn't a normal page size, it's like a tiny image. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm so stupid. I wasted so much money on those images. I basically spent $1,000 on those images. And I, but, <laughs> okay, mistakes have been made. Um, but yeah, once that's in and those are in, then just there's a little formatting at the front of the book that needs to be added, a little bit formatting at the end of the book, just like a, a few pages. And then once that's all set up, it's just sending it through KDP. So not too, too, too far away. It's like I can list out the things at this point. Okay. So I'm sorry to do this because I feel mean, but what day can I expect the summoner chapter from you? Uh, I don't even know. I can't even say. <laughs> before Sunday, before next week. Oh, yeah. 100% before Sunday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. if, if it starts getting close to the end of next week and I haven't gotten it, I'll, I'll message you. There's no way that'll happen. I'll cry if that happens. Mm, yeah. Okay. I, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, fair enough. I hate this book. <laughs> nothing, <No. laughs> nothing I've said about this book in terms of timeline-wise has been accurate. But yeah, I, I'm so done. I just need to move on. I, yeah, but with that, though, I think we can probably call this a call here call this a wrap any what's your big sort of goal then for next week uh by next week i should hopefully have four four recordings for the podcast that way that part of it's at least done and i can actually get it posted awesome. i'll probably run into other things that i need to do that i haven't thought of yet but i can at least get the recordings done Okay, and my end, you've already heard it, uh, Summoner chapter done. <laughs> um, hopefully everything will be done, but I'm just going to say Summoner chapter because I've been historically been so good at giving an accurate accountability in relation to the book. Yeah, if you yeah, if you can get the, the Summoner chapter to me, that'll get me to work on that, and that gives you something. You could move to one of the other three while I'm editing the summoner because it is summoner is a long chapter so it'll take me some time yeah no 100 percent agreed okay let's um, focus on that yeah and i probably probably won't be able to get too much of it done until thursday but some of my D D group got covid so we'll have to see if how that goes cool and let me know when you want to record that episode or the podcast sorry well i guess it is episode. oh yeah that'll probably have to be Either Thursday or tomorrow. I haven't heard back if it was just one person that we know had COVID, but it might be more now. So I might be available tomorrow. Let me see my calendar. Um, tomorrow. 
I am. Oh, I have a few calls. Okay, so what time are you thinking? Any specific? Um. No. Um. I should. I should know if D and D or something is happening by three. Uh, three um, Eastern. Yeah, three p.m. Eastern. Okay. But if if it is happening, I won't be available again until like probably eight or nine. Okay, if it's not happening, we could probably do five to six, if it's an hour long or five to five thirty. Okay. Well, that's an alarm telling me to go to sleep, but I'm not going to. But yeah, not until a few hours. Sorry, give me a second here. Gotta scan something on my wall but i think we can call it a wrap here nevertheless sounds good okay well i'll talk to you soon yep see ya bye bye